It's time for fantasy football rankings in 2023 and the all-important wide receiver position. Matt's got him 55 deep in his rankings. We'll talk through them, where are the tiers, and one of those star wide receivers coming up with a training camp injury on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on all the socials. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started matt i referenced your fantasy wide receiver rankings in the open mm-hmm. uh, that it was 55 deep we're not going to go through every single one of these 55 names here uh, but i do want to find out what some of your favorite sleepers are that are deeper on the list but we've got to start at the top at wide receiver which on everybody's list is justin jefferson and my question is is he now just is he like we were talking about patrick mahomes with the quarterbacks does he belong just in a tier of his own or is there a group of guys where you're like, yeah, okay. They're, they're all right. in that, that same tier. Um, I think he's clearly one. I mean, just the way he has started his career target share, pure talent. I think their offense will be even better this year. Hasn't even hit his prime, which is frightening, but I, I want to take this quick opportunity because last week we had Scott Barrett on from fantasypoints.com on the uh, Locked On Dynasty show, he joined us, and they were unveiling this Fantasy Points data, unbelievable site that they have. And I just wanted to check it out before we hit this because you can sort on their database fantasy points per route run. You know, every time your guy runs a route, how many fantasy points did he get your team? And there's only two guys that are over 0.6. You know, I mean, so think about that. Everyone... Every time A.J. Brown runs a route, he gets you 0.59 fantasy points. But there's two guys over 0.6, and that's Tyreek Hill at 0.65 and Cooper Cup, who we're going to get to, at 0.66. So those guys were noticeably better than the pack last year, Cup and Hill. So I understand, you know, Chase, Hill, Cup, if you prefer. But I think Jefferson's safer, ascending, and is my clear number one. Okay, so interesting. We might know where the tier is. And, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson has gone crazy, but he still didn't have the season that Cooper Cup had two years ago. Right, uh, right. the injury bug has bit Cup, and it's bit him again. And he's number five on your list. So it goes one through five. Justin Jefferson, one for you, Matt. Number two is Tyreek Hill. Number three is Jamar Chase. Number four, Stephon Diggs. Number five, Cooper Cup. And it sounds like Jefferson, pretty clear one for you. And, uh, mm-hmm. kind of splitting hairs on some of these other guys? Yeah, and I think I would even lump Devontae Adams at six in that tier. But it's funny, even before Cup was injured, I still had him five, where most people seem to have him two. And I get that. I mean, 
you referenced two years ago, but even before his injury, he was the most efficient fantasy producer at the position. So he's strung together 27, 28 games in a row of just elite, elite production. But I was a little afraid of him and Adams even before the cup injury because I don't trust Jimmy to stay healthy. I don't really trust Stafford to stay healthy. I don't know that either of those teams are going to be in it to win it in the playoffs, you know, in your fantasy playoffs when you need them most. You know, could they be in tank mode? I just don't expect very good years from the Rams and Raiders. So I sided against them. And then now this cup injury shows up and it scares me even more. I mean, they're such a volatile team to begin with. And it's tough because bad years means you could throw the ball more coming from behind mm-hmm. in, in a lot of games too. So that that's always difficult. But bad quarterback player, injured quarterbacks is usually not a great uh, you know, combination for your right. fantasy wide receivers on those teams. And then with Cup, now you have his injury again after injured year last year. He comes up lame in training camp with a uh, a hamstring injury that's that's somewhat severe. He had uh, he was pulled from practice, got an MRI on it, and it looks like they're going to be very cautious with him. But they said potentially he could be back for quote scrimmages in a few weeks. Uh, scrimmages happen next week, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. Uh, that, that's that's interesting. A few weeks and camp's over. Like a, bit, a, a month from now, there's no more preseason games. You know what I mean? So right, right. It's only three. Um, they're coming next week. Right, right, and so. Uh, the, the the Rams receiving group, not great uh, at that point after Cooper Cup. So that is a worry with Cooper Cup. But one thing I do love about Cup and why, you know, if I thought he was going to be 100% all year, I'd have him very high, potentially number two, is because mm-hmm. that group that the, the Rams have and the target share that he will get and seeing his last healthy season, how much he was targeted. Like the offense ran through Cooper Cup for the Rams. And Devontae Adams will get that share as well, not quite to the extent maybe that uh, that Cooper Cup is featured in his offense. And then you look at uh, Stephon Diggs and you look at Justin Jefferson, and they're just so far and ahead, the number ones, whereas Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, you know, A.J. Brown, they kind of have to share a little bit right, with some right. of the other guys because they have other really good receivers in their, uh, in their lineup. Yeah, great points. And again, to answer your first question, Yes, we're splitting hairs. All these guys are awesome. They're all tremendous football players. Jefferson at one versus Adams at six, I kind of find interesting because I think they're the best two wide receivers on the planet right now. But, you know, there's this is fantasy. This isn't real life. Right. Back to real life real quick. The Rams are so dependent on Stafford, Cup, and Donald, and their collective age and injury history makes them maybe the most volatile team in the whole league. And Cooper Cup's older than you might think, and coming right, up right. with you know, a, a severe injury last year. And being an old guy myself, Matt, you could probably uh, vouch for this. I, I'm hurting myself in new ways every single day, and it's amazing. You start hitting 30, forget 40, and uh, you you wake up with something new. And especially if you're trying to play a sport at this level, it's it's pretty nuts. The older you get, the more you realize, oh my gosh, uh, what these guys are putting their body through day to day is kind of insane. Yeah, you, know, you and I have been a little detached because I'm here in Latrobe, but a little birdie told me that you were injured by a carrot. Numerous carrots. It was the carrot injury. Look, I've, I've been trying to stay uh, active in my advanced age here. Uh, you know, playing softball once a week, go golfing. I went to the gym, did some working out. So, you know, I was, you know, put in a, put in a nice week last week. Nice, but nice. end of the week on a Saturday, my buddy's house, shout out Josh in, uh, up in the North Bay, California. And his neighbors have goats. So the goats come over and the kids want to feed him carrots. But, uh, you know, we decided to toss a couple carrots over the fence. And so no warm ups. I'm just trying to 
to, to go pat Mahomes with these carrots. And then I wake up two days later and I'm like, man, did I tear my rotator cuff? What's going on here? So uh, yeah, old guys out there, don't, don't, don't go tossing carrots and, and light objects without warming up properly first. So as you know, I'm a little older than you just recently turned 50 and this is what you have to look forward to. And I'm a lesser athlete than you. So maybe you maybe hit 51, 52 till you get injured by throwing darts um, oh, okay. I met my buddy. I met my buddies out. It was in the over the winter, and the little light plastic bar darts. We played for like an hour. Okay, no big deal. Had some pitchers of beer, normal stuff. Go home. Next day, late in the day, the elbow, inside elbow. You know, it's a little sore. Day oh, after Tommy that, John. you need that Tommy oh, John, I think, Matt. I know. The day after that, it's screaming. <laughs> And then the day after that, I go see my, we get together again, see my buddy, Billy Moe. And he's like, is your elbow bugging you? And I'm like, why would you ask me that? Yes, it is. He's like, that confirms it. We both have a dart injury. Oh, no. An hour, an hour throwing darts, little plastic darts. <laughs> and I even, uh, I even warmed up a little bit, gave it one of these before I threw, you know? Come that's on. scary. And you know what's funny is, is a lot of this camp injuries we're seeing are the, the guys that are over the age of 30 right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why this acclimation process actually exists. You know, people kind of laugh at it like, that's what? too safe, blah, blah, blah. No, you got to warm up to this stuff. Uh, luckily, it actually hasn't been that bad this year. We haven't had any no. super catastrophic injuries to, to big time stars that are that are you know at ACLs out for the year. And so, hopefully, that does continue, and hopefully, Cup does come back strong, and he'll be a top five wide receiver for your fantasy rankings. All right, we're gonna get into the next tier of wide receivers and some of Matt's favorite sleepers as well for fantasy football in 2023. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book at FanDuel. Right now, you can bet on tons of Major League Baseball. Get your first crack at Major League Baseball, actually, and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose on that first bet at FanDuel. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from money line to over-unders to who you think is going to hit the first home run in a game. they got a parlay up right now for Orioles and Blue Jays Wednesday. Gunnar Henderson, two total bases. Bryant Mountcastle, two total bases. Uh, Anthony Santander and Adley Rushman. All four of them get two total bases. That's a big-time parlay. Wager 10 to get up nearly 200 bucks there. You're getting a plus 1,945 on that one. Tons of fun parlays. Build your own parlay. And, of course, betting on tons of NFL football as well at FanDuel. There's no better place to bet on all the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, Matt, uh, A.J. Brown, we, we, we ended on number six there and Devontae Adams, and it, that's kind of uh, – A.J. Brown is is in that tier of wide receiver for me, but he just has more competition in a run-first mm-hmm. offense in, uh, in Philadelphia, so he's probably the top of tier two, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly, and I mentioned he was just behind Cup and, and Hill in fantasy points per route run, as was Amon Ross St. Brown. Um Yes, A.J. Brown to me is the top of like this next six or seven guys, including his teammates, you know, Devontae Smith, that are all very young, you know, ranging from Garrett Wilson to C.D. Lamb basically in age. So they're all young, maybe not in their prime, 
massive dynasty assets, tremendous talents, all pretty much in good situations. So again, that tier is sort of splitting hairs that sort of starts with Brown and ends with his teammate Smith. And there's some really good quality guys in between. Yeah, interesting. A lot of young stars. All these guys yeah, in, yeah. in this group, 7 to 13, which starts at A.J. Brown, then C.D. Lamb, 8. Garrett Wilson is 9 for you, right ahead of Amonra St. Brown at 10. I can't wait to see what it looks like with Garrett Wilson. If he builds that rapport with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. look out, because uh, Garrett, and I've seen some highlight catches already in camp, although Garrett Wilson did come down with a little bit of a, a tweak, no, a pretty minor injury in camp. Uh, Chris Olave at 11 after Amonra St. Brown. Jalen Waddle, 12, and then Devontae Smith at 13. And, and that is a solid group. Those are all wide receiver ones and mm-hmm. then sort of the back half of the wide receiver one group. Now, I think you can get some wide receiver ones a little bit later on, and this is a super interesting name, and that is at number 14 for you, which is kind of the, the top of tier three, which is Calvin Ridley. And he's in a new spot, and, man, he could really go crazy. I don't want to have to pay too high of a price for for Calvin Ridley, but I, I feel like I want him on all of my fantasy teams. There was a, a clip of training camp that showed Zay Flowers running her out. Then it showed Calvin Ridley running the same route, and it looked like they sped up the tape. It just looked that different. Mm-hmm. And, and if he can be that guy he was earlier on in his career in Atlanta, if he can be that for Trevor Lawrence, look out. Yeah, that's my thoughts too is I, I, I'm always hesitant this time of year to buy into the hype, you know, all the, the videos that people are putting out there, but it's just been overwhelming with this guy. And Lawrence is absolutely ascending. I understand that he hasn't played in a while. That scares me. Could he look like Deshaun Watson when he came back to the Browns you know, at the end of last year? That would be terrible, but it sure doesn't seem like that's the case from all reports. His, you know, he's always been a great route runner, highly productive. He's still in his prime years as well. But this neighborhood, this these five or so are all really, really good players that just have a little bit of a concern fantasy-wise. You know what I mean? From being that you know true wide receiver one player, they can do yeah. it for a week or two, but then they have the weeks where they they, they won't get as many targets or, or have as many points from, from you where you don't count on them to be that wide receiver one for you every single week. And and Cal, do you know what Calvin Ridley's ADP is right now? Because I would hope I would be able to get him in the 20s at wide receiver, and he plays up uh, you know a tier higher. Like it, it, This is where he maybe belongs, but... I, I would think that I would be able to get him after some of the players like DK Metcalf on this list. Uh, Maybe over Metcalf, who I'm a little lower on than others. Maybe over Higgins. Maybe over your boy Debo. But I can assure you, and I don't have his ADP in front of me, but I've done a lot of the best ball drafts. No way are you getting him in wide receiver 20 neighborhood. Okay, I mean, so he's the, 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 the strong. You're gonna have to strong. Everyone's on. Okay, maybe he won't yeah. be on all my fantasy teams then, because everyone's thinking the exact same way with Calvin Ridley right now. Absolutely, he's 14. Number 15, Tyler Lockett. Uh, 16 is T. Higgins. Then you got DK Metcalf at 17, and an interesting one, Christian Watson at 18, who could enter that superstardom. Uh, you know, he's got all the athleticism and physical ability. I don't know what to expect from. His quarterback, Jordan Love, this year, but he's the clear number one in town in Green Bay, and he's a super interesting one where it's hard to rank him. You could see him going big, and you could see him kind of disappointing in year two as well. Yeah, and I want to get to him in a second, but for receiver information, I rely on Matt Harmon's reception perception a great deal. I mean, it's just one of my tools and because I think he does the best job evaluating receivers out there. And I recently listened to a podcast of his, and he was torn. He was asked, who are the 10 best wide receivers on the planet right now? not fantasy. And he basically was torn at number 10 between Lockett and Terry McLaurin. 
who are just perennially underrated guys. And McLaurin's always been in a bad situation. But Lockett just shines year after year after year. And you can always get him a round or two cheaper than you should. So I just decided I'm going to put him where I think he belongs, not where I can get him. You know what I mean? Like he outscores DK Metcalf. As for Watson, there's immense risk there. I mean, it's a small sample size. He was a raw route runner coming out of a small school. Big playability galore. I mean, I think the coaching staff trusts him. He absolutely gained Aaron Rodgers' trust. But that he could come back to earth. I mean, I get that. Like, his touchdowns per route run, I'm sure, are ungodly. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. There is some regression there. Interesting about uh, about Tyler Lockett. He's, a, he's a, like the reverse hype sleeper. Right. Every time. He's not hyped up on any lists. Was right there behind Calvin Ridley on your list, and yeah, at the end of the day, he's going to be awesome. He's going to be the same guy he's been for ten years. Absolutely, he'll end up as the wide receiver twelve, like he does every year. In a couple games, he'll blow up with a fifty yarder. Or so people look at him like he's Deshaun Jackson, but he doesn't have the games where he catches two for twenty eight. I mean, he's a chain mover. He does everything well, and it's funny. I reference uh, the Lock on Dynasty podcast. What, what we're doing this week is. If you want to buy a veteran in Dynasty to win now, you know, like I'm going to give some draft picks up for a dude to win now. And we both came up with blind lists and Ryan and I both, their favorite guy was Tyler Lockett. Like you can get him way too cheap. Like no one respects this guy nearly enough. Uh, the other thing that affects Metcalf and Tyler Lockett both is now there's a, a, a young stud yeah. first round pick in the mix. And so does, and Jackson Smith and Jib, we might take some of those quick targets away from, uh, from someone like, Tyler Lockett, those slot, you know, the 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 heavy production slot easy that you could count on from Lockett in the past. You might not get those. So that's an interesting wide receiver group that I don't really know what to expect. And it's a team that runs the ball a lot. And Geno right. Smith, is he going to slump after his breakout year last year? Wasn't as good in the second half. So Seattle's kind of, I'm at arm's length with Seattle a little bit, even though I like all those guys a lot. Yeah, I hear you. Because I think I... I want to buy the offense. I think the offense has a chance to be very good this year. But, it, you know, who? how big are the slices of pie for everyone to eat? And real quick, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the show, but last year, the Seahawks, I think, played the, the least amount of 11 personnel with three receivers on the field. The team that played the most and played the least amount of 12 personnel with one back, two tight end is the Bills. So what did those two teams do? One team, one team go gets a tight end, which makes you think they're going to play more 12. The yeah. other team go gets a receiver in round one, which makes you think they're going to play more 11. So teams know this stuff. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Terry McClory comes in at 19 on your list, Matt. Then we've got Keenan Allen at 20, uh, Debo Samuel 21, Drake London year two for the Atlanta Falcons at 22, and then uh, Jerry Judy 23, DJ Moore 24, Amari Cooper to round out your top 25. And it's an inter- interesting group of, of players there. A lot of boomer bust, you know, Jerry yeah. Judy, what does it look like with a, with a new system, new head coach, um, Tim Patrick, unfortunately, he's been one of the big injuries in camp and it looks like he's going to be lost for the season before it starts, but that helps from a fantasy perspective for someone like Jerry Judy. Then you got DJ Moore with Justin Fields. And if you, uh, if you believe the sizzle reels out of Chicago, that's going to go very well for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Yeah, again, I mean, London, they don't throw the ball enough. You know, Debo, there's so many mouths to feed, as you know better than anyone. Judy has really 
teased us, but has never really excelled. But his no one noticed because Denver was so bad and everyone was just blaming Russell Wilson for all the woes there. But when Judy, the last five or six games of the year, those two really clicked. So I think that's interesting. Uh, I am kind of believing the DJ Moore to the Bears stuff I'm reading and seeing, kind of like Ridley to the Jags. But they're going to run the ball a ton, and he's going to see a lot of doubles and things like that. I feel like DJ Moore's production is going to be feast or famine. He's going to have some of those things where they hit some play action. You know, Fields makes one of those elite throws, and he's getting open down the field, and he goes for 150 and a couple touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Then the next week he has four catches. I can see that. And I'm not sure he's quite as good a player as – Debo or McLaurin or Higgins, you know, that I have ranked ahead of him. I like him. I just don't think he's quite as good as those guys. Uh, your guy, Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers at 26. And, you know, this is an area of your drafts where there's still a lot of really good players mm-hmm. uh, after pick 25, just at wide receiver guys that could in some games and who knows, even for the season, give you wide receiver one production a guy like Brandon. Ayuk might end up surpassing Debo as the true outside wide receiver number one with Debo doing the wide back stuff and you know but is the volume big enough um Deontay Johnson's is the highly most highly targeted player there even though you know there's other you got I mean the the one-handed catch I saw from camp did you get your eyes oh. open, by the way from oh I was right there yeah I was you know, talking I was on the air live it was unbelievable him against Joey Porter Jr. Dickens wow. was yeah, pretty special yeah, I wonder what the talking point was. I saw the coach come over to him and he's like, I wonder what the talking point is there. Don't let a guy go completely alien on you and catch a ball, even though your coverage is really good. <laughs> yeah. And then they run over and they ran the same. They, those two have interpreted each other all camp. Pickens is really, really nasty blocker, yeah. very competitive, you know, maybe a little brash. And the young pup, Porter Jr.'s, you know, similar size. Those two have been going at it like crazy in camp. It's been fun to watch. And judging by Joey Porter Jr.'s dad, he's probably not. Not going to no, back down from the fight. I think he's real bashful either. Yeah, he had a quote after the Steelers drafted him saying, "I, I p- pattern my game after my dad. I pattern my life after my mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. Like I would point. off the field, I would be mom. On the field, I'm cool being dad. That's fantastic. Okay, yeah. some of the best sleepers, maybe some breakout wide receivers in your fantasy leagues. Next, thanks everybody for making. Peacock and Williamson, your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are one. Subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to get involved in our weekly mailbag Thursday episode. Hit us on Twitter at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, or in the YouTube comments. Okay, uh, we're not going to go through every one of the names on your list here, Matt. Uh, but... After 25, Amari Cooper, it was Deontay Johnson, 26, Brandon Ayuk, 27, Michael Pittman, 28, Mike Williams, 29, Mike Evans, 30. This is about as low as Mike Evans has been on fantasy wide receiver rankings. And then a guy like DeAndre Hopkins right after him at 31, Chris Godwin as well. So that's an interesting group there because these are guys that, again, your help with that. They, could be, they, they could be huge. They could be wide receiver ones easy if they're healthy easy. all season and get quarterback play. Yeah, so I, I want your help on that, or if people want to send us a tweet tomorrow for Twitter Thursday, I'm all ears, because Evans at 30 and Godwin at 32 hurts my brain a little bit, because these guys are good, they're healthy, they're always productive, but 70% of my, my cranium says, I'm just real happy not owning any Tampa Bay Bucks this year, and at this price, I won't get them, but am I selling those two too short? I mean, they're 
really good. And maybe they even get traded at the trade that deadline and end up right. on Kansas City or something, you know? Well, this is when they do end up on your fantasy team, right? Because right. you know, maybe you're running back, running back early. And and I like going wide receiver, wide receiver the next couple of rounds in this group of of players and and you can in this neighborhood yeah yeah absolutely so this is and we're all the way down to pick 32 right now and uh you know hopkins it's just hard because he's going to give you some big games but you know um is going to be healthy all year in and what's that going to look like and then evans right. and, and chris goblin we saw how it went last year and, and you know this year they're they're changing things up a quarterback it's just hard to know but there's going to be value value I think with with one of those guys, especially with yeah. like chasing the uh, the upside and the hype with some wide receivers ahead of him. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I keep gradually moving those guys up just because they're so proven. You know, like uh, Mike Evans could certainly outperform Michael Pittman or Deontay right. Johnson. You know what I mean? No doubt. Uh, how about okay? So interesting. I, so we're not going to go player by player anymore here from mm-hmm. thirty wherever we are thirty three on down. Uh, I think you've got fifty five guys listed. Do you have any favorite breakouts? Any favorite sleeper players in in the rest of your group of wide receivers? Because I'm looking at names like Rashad Bateman. Could he be the true number one there for for Lamar Jackson? Uh, but he's coming off injuries, and so um, like a player like that, we're like, okay, this is where I'm shooting for the stars, maybe. And maybe maybe going a little more comfort, warm blanket with my earlier receivers, and then mm-hmm. hoping I hit with the third guy too, and someone like Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm I'm also struggling mightily with those three Ravens receivers. I mean, their ADP is very similar. Do you like strawberry, vanilla, or chocolate? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. Odell could be the best, but I think Bateman is the best right now. And I loved Flowers coming out. And how much more are they really going to throw? So that's perplexing to me at the moment. Um, one guy I want to throw out is Brandon Cooks at 36. I mean, he by no means is he a sleeper, but no one goes, oh, or makes you know, you get mad when you put that sticker on the board. He's kind of like the Miller like yeah. version of Tyler Lockett, but <laughs> exactly. he just produces time and time again. And he's a good offense. I mean, he's to be singled all year long, and you can get him super cheap, you know. So he's somebody I end up with a lot. I can absolutely see that. Um, yeah. We, 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 there's a couple of year two guys. I think the addition of DeAndre Hopkins obviously hurts Traylon Burks, mm-hmm. um, you know, but he's someone that I think some people could be excited about. Those year two wide receivers, right? And then uh, George Pickens, your guy, we talked about his highlight catch at camp at 39. Is the target share going to be there enough for George Pickens? Does he get open enough or does he have to only win those 50-50 balls because that'll really limit his fantasy production going forward? I just don't know that answer. I mean, he's very, very impressive. I don't like how they coordinated him up. Way too many go balls. But you watch practice, they're, they're having him do in-breakers and slants and more high-volume stuff. But I still think most likely at the end of the day, and this was the case last year, the pecking order goes Deontay Fryermuth pickings. So if you're third in that offense, what's your ceiling? You know, So that's, that's just why I'm a little conservative on him. But I might eat those words because he's a very good player. And the Steelers are running the football a lot, you know, younger yeah, yeah. quarterback, and, you know, you're going to throw the ball to Najee Harris out of the backfield as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another guy along those lines in terms of, boy, I'm really I'm not excited about the offense, young quarterback, is at number 48, Nico Collins. I end up with this guy almost in every one of my fantasy drafts, in these best ball drafts, because you can get him really late. He's big. He has downfield ability. I think he's going to be the number one on that team. And that in itself, if you can get him as like the 48th, the 60th receiver off the board, I think has some value. I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one or two, but 
I think he'll be startable. You know who I really like is the guy that's the last on your ranked list here at 55 amongst mm, wide receivers, yeah, and yeah. that is Sky Moore, year two with Patrick Mahomes. Give me a piece of that Kansas City Chiefs offense. I am 100% with you. He keeps going up and up and up. Um, it's hard to move up this board, though, because these all these receivers are really good. And there's so many of them. But I think, I mean, I don't trust Kadarius Tony at all. I keep moving him down more and more. He's once again injured. So if Tony's there sometimes, not there sometimes, which always has been the case, and I didn't really love Rasheed Rice all that much. I mean, can Skyboard Sky can be the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. Now, yes. that doesn't mean he's Tyree Kill, but he can be, and mm-hmm. that has immense value. Huge value. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm all over Sky Moore. And, and you're right it's here. a post-type sleeper price. And, and I would rather have Sky Moore than almost all the rookie wide receivers in this class. Because as we know, mm-hmm. rookie wide receivers can can have a tough break-in in the NFL in their first yeah. seasons. And even my favorite receiver in the draft, Jackson Smith and Jigba, went into one of the worst situations as far as what his volume is projected to be in Seattle. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to ask you when you said that was, would you take Sky Moore over JSN? over Zay, over Quentin Johnston, over Addison, like all those first round rookies. I mean, do you like him more than that? Even yeah, though I, I'd, very prob- little rookie? I'd probably take, I mean, Jack, it's, it's tough with Jackson Smith and Jigba because, you mm-hmm. know, one injury and all of a sudden you're, you know, you, you could still put up a pretty good season. Um, I think that's true but, in LA too with Johnston. Yeah, and so fantasy-wise, one year, I'll probably take Sky Moore over all of them because of the year two breakout potentially there, and especially mm-hmm. since I can get them after those guys probably. I hear you. Uh, you know, dynasty-wise, I'm taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. Sure, um, sure. I still might take Sky Moore over Zay Flowers and uh, and Jaden Reed and, and yeah, Quentin yeah. Johnston just because I don't think their, you know, their draft status wasn't even that far apart. And uh, I want to pair with the guy who could potentially be the wide receiver one for Mahomes. Although Quentin Johnston could be the wide receiver one for Herbert, which could be pretty nice for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in Dynasty, Johnston's really attractive because Williams and Allen are immense cap hits next year. So he could even be the one there next year. But he does need an injury. Smith the Jigba needs an injury. Zay Flowers probably needs an injury, you know, to be to, to be comfortable hitting that checkbox on Sunday morning to put him in your redraft league starting. Right. And Jordan Addison, even at his best, you're going to get maybe uh, the Devonte Smith treatment where there's another guy that's ahead of him in his own offense. And he's never going to be ahead of that guy. And I also worry he might get the Pickens thing that we just mentioned mm-hmm. in that it's Jefferson Hawkinson, then Addison. So if he can't out target Hawkinson, how much is left? Right, so the, the landing spots weren't even that great for a couple of no, the top no. rookie wide receivers, even if you wanted to go that route. Interesting. 100%, All right. 100%. Uh, if you have more questions about Matt Williamson's fantasy rankings, hit him up at Williamson NFL on Twitter. I am at BD Peacock. Get involved in our Thursday mailbag tomorrow, and you can also drop a comment on YouTube and make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube. Hit the notifications so you know when we have a new show live and find us everywhere you get your podcast. Matt and I back tomorrow, Peacock and Williamson. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds 
Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.